Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of your Yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, boo. Hey, happy Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this on. Okay, darling. So last week I shared three things that you need to do to scale your business or three areas you need to focus on to scale your business. And then this week I was like, you know what? There's actually way more to talk about. So I'm going to expand Again, you know, I love expanding and we're going to talk about six areas of focus to sustainably scale your business. So like I said, a couple of weeks ago, I shared three things that you need to do to scale. And so I'm just going to expand here and I want to just be fully transparent and upfront and let you know that these six areas that I'm going to share are actually like it's the framework and the basis of what I will be teaching and coaching you through inside of the sustainably scaling mastermind. So as you're listening to this, I just want you to think if any of these things speak to you, then maybe the mastermind is a good fit for you. So keep that little nugget in the back of your mind. But anyway, the six areas of focus. Area number one is CEO mindset. I know that I have talked about this at length. And one thing that I know is that one, you can never talk about mindset enough, but two, people don't talk about mindset enough. There is so much mind drama that happens in business. We have so many lived experiences that shape our beliefs and it makes it really hard for us to navigate life as a business owner. And so we all hear people talk about how mindset is key and how, you know, you, you need to like focus on your mindset, personal development, all that kind of stuff. But it really is important when you're talking about long term success in your business. It is so easy to allow life and your circumstances and perceived failures to just derail you from where you need to be in business or where you want to be in business. It's so easy to look up and see other people having wins and you just kind of feel like what in the world? Like, why am I not there yet? We started at the same time and she's ahead of me or whatever. Trust me, been there, felt that. Like, I I get it. I get those feelings. And what I will say is that when you are trying to scale your business, you have to You have to get control of your mindset and you have to always like day in and day out, focus on improving your mindset. How can you improve your thoughts, improve, you know, what, what you're feeding yourself and what you're saying to yourself. I am not big on journaling, but in the last year or so, I have started journaling because I realized that I needed to talk to myself. I needed to hear how I really felt. I needed to hear my inner voice and I couldn't do that by, you know, just hoping that I would read a book and it and something click. I really had to dig deep and figure out 
who I was and I had to talk to myself and I did that through journaling. Now I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be honest, I don't journal often. It's not an everyday thing, but I do it enough so that I can really improve and know what it is that I desire and know where I'm stuck, how I'm feeling and problem solve through the, the, the mind drama that comes up for me. So first area that I want you to really focus on is improving your mindset. Identify your long-term vision for your business. This is going to be scary, right? It's, it's scary to think about what's the big picture of your business. But if it's not scary, it's not big enough because your vision, your vision is something that you, it, it may not become a reality. Like truthfully speaking, your vision, it's, it's, it's something that's supposed to be so big. It's, it's your cause. It's your, it's your big mission in life, right? It's your big, like, I don't be, you know what? Jesus, Jesus has the biggest vision in the world. You know, like the vision for Jesus is literally to save souls, to bring, to bring people you know, into, into safe, like to bring people salvation. Right. But everybody is not going to receive that. Everybody is not going to receive that because they don't want to big vision that will never be realized. Right. Everybody will hear about him. Everybody will know about him, but everybody's not going to choose him. That is vision, right? That, that is the big picture vision. And I'm like, I know that's like a weird analogy. Like, why would you use that as an analogy? But I really want to show you like your vision. It's supposed to be big. It's supposed to be this scary thing. And it's supposed to be this thing that may not happen. Like it may not actually be uh, what most people will say is realistic, but that doesn't stop it from being the vision. So that's thing number one. And oh, you know what? No, actually, that's not it. Because when you think about that, when you think about how scary it is, you realize how uncomfortable it is. You realize there's a lot of mind drama to go with that, right? There's a lot of mind drama around knowing that your vision is so big, it may not actually happen. And now you have to navigate through that feeling. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean that my vision is so big and that I, I want something so big that it probably won't happen? Now, this is different from goals, right? A vision is not just this, not our everyday goal. It's not our yearly revenue goal. It's not our monthly goal. Our vision is some, it's, it's that big picture. It's that thing that you wake up every day and you get out of your bed for this because it's, it's your calling in life. It's your mission in life. That is where your vision is. And there's a lot of mind drama that comes up with that. I know I have a lot of mind drama with my vision to the point that I don't even always talk about it or share it because I'm still working through the mind drama of, whoa, God, okay, you want me to do that? All right, cool. Got it. So that's one thing. All kind of mind drama comes up when you want to get out of debt, right? A lot of mind drama comes up when you decide that you want to make six figures in your business, that you want to quit your job, that you want to sell out your group coaching program, you want to fully book out your client roster. Imposter syndrome creeps in. A lot of mind drama happens, and this is why CEO mindset is the first area of focus when you're sustainably scaling, because you're going to you're gonna deal with all that. It happens, you start to think that your clients won't think you're doing a good job, so you overwork. I've, I've done that before where I think to myself like, oh, my clients think that I'm not, you know, working hard enough. Let me work more for them. Or maybe a client doesn't get a result that they wanted and now they're mad at you. So you start overworking on everybody else. That's mind drama. And all this mindset drama that you're going through, it's your brain protecting you, but it's also a lie. 
It's a lie. It's a lie that you're not serving your clients the way they need you to. It's a lie that, you know, quitting your job is the worst thing that ever happened to you or that, you know, because somebody else is doing well, that means that there's no room for you. That's a lie. Those are lies. And your beliefs around money, it's a manifestation of the trauma of your lived experiences. This is why strengthening your mindset as a CEO is so important. It's why being able to coach yourself and being coached by somebody else as you navigate this space, this as you navigate trying to be an entrepreneur, is arguably one of the most important areas of you to focus on when you're scaling your business. I'm spending a lot of time on this section because I really want you to understand that the mind drama, this is the thing that takes people out of business. This is the thing that has people closing their doors. I talk to countless entrepreneurs, my own peers, my own friends, my own clients, right? I talk to people day in and day out and everything I'm always able to boil down to a mindset issue to the point now that when I ask for advice, I usually preface it by, hey, I think I'm having some mind drama. Like, I think I need you to encourage me. I think I need you to remind me of what's going on here. I think I need you to help me problem solve through what my mind is perceiving as a bad thing as, as as something that it needs to protect me from because a lot of times it's not a strategy issue uh you know you don't know what to do issue it's not that it's literally your brain is trying to protect you from something your brain perceives a trauma experience your brain perceives some kind of threat and it's trying to protect you so it puts you into the spiral it makes you shut down it makes you decide to be a, a you know a perfectionist and overdo things and all that kind of stuff to keep you from doing the scary thing which is living out your vision so the first area of focus the ceo mindset a ceo is able to make decisions and to problem solve in a way that allows them to make the best decision for the company and in our cases for our own lives. So that's the first area of focus. The second area of focus we kind of talked about a couple of weeks ago, and that is your processes and your systems. I went through this at length in episode 156, and I think I went through it in episode, yeah, it was 156. So I went through that at length in that episode. And I wanted to just touch on it briefly here. But when you are scaling in business, you're going to start to see the holes in how your business runs. And when you see that, you're going to start to see how inefficient things are and where you are the bottleneck. So this is why having processes and systems are going to be so important in continuing to grow. Because as you start to realize what the bottlenecks are um, and what maybe processes and systems are not in place or what are needed, that's going to help you just figure out and learn like, okay, these are my repeatable processes. This is what I need to do to streamline. And when you do that, you will start to see your time come back. Like you'll, you'll have your time back because your systems will be automating things and you'll see how your processes set you up to be able to hire help, which again, will give you your time back. So processes and systems, that's just another area of focus. And it's something that you should audit on a pretty consistent basis to make sure that things are running efficiently and effectively in your business. So the next area of focus is going to be optimizing your offers and your funnels. This is also something that 
I recommend doing pretty consistently in your business, just making sure that your offers and your funnels are optimized. So as you're scaling, you just want to make sure that your offers are the best version of itself. And what I mean by this, and I'm currently doing this and it's such a tedious process, I'm not going to lie, but I am currently redoing the curriculum for the Becoming CEO Method, which is my group coaching program. And the reason why is because as people have gone through the program, as people have joined, and as I have had people work through the curriculum, I realized that there are some things that I could optimize to improve how the program is delivered and how people are getting the result that I want them to get because I want people to get results faster in that program. I want people to walk into there and within a month or two months, they are signing client after client after client and they're not, like they, they're very clear. They're not stressed out about it. It's like, this is the process, this is what I do. Okay, let me do it. That's what I want for that program. That program, I want it to be the go-to place for people that want help with marketing and sales, creating profitable offers. I want them to go to that program and within a couple of months or within a quarter, I want their business to be completely turned around where they are consistently bringing in client after client after client in their own unique way, in a way that is aligned with their business. And the only way I could do that is by constantly and consistently optimizing my offers and making them the best version of themselves. And when you start focusing on optimizing your offers and your funnels, you'll really start to see your business scale because you're literally doing it because you want it to improve, not because you want money. So like for me, if I just wanted to make money, I would leave the method exactly as it is because it can make money right right there by itself. But I wanna improve it because I have a bigger vision for the company and for that program. And so because of that, the offer has to get better. Also with optimizing your offers, you want to make sure that your funnel or the journey from, you know, like the customer journey, it's seamless. You wanna make sure that how people find you, how people get into your funnel, how people become, um, how people become a lead, how people become a client. You want to make sure that process is seamless and your funnel doesn't have to be complicated. You don't need a bunch of opt-ins or a 12-part welcome sequence. You don't need any of that. What you do need is to create a relationship with every person that comes into contact with your business and you have to have offers that are fully supporting them and getting the result they desire. That is what matters. Creating a sustainable scaling business requires you to streamline and simplify your business model. That's it, period, point blank. If you want a sustainable scaling business, you need to streamline, you need to simplify. Having complicated funnels, having complicated systems, having 5,000 opt-ins and all that kind of stuff, it's cute at first, but when you are trying to scale, it is not the best idea. Now, I will say this, there are some instances, and I try not to make uh, blanket statements, there are some instances where multiple opt-ins are a good idea. But I'm gonna be honest, y'all, I don't have a single opt-in for my business. The way you opt in to my email list is by opting into the email list. Like if you want my email newsletter, you can have it. Otherwise, like I don't have this freebie that I promote. Um, I probably will in the future do like a webinar or workshop. I'm really excited about that idea. I have a quiz that I also have, but Besides that, like, I don't have a bunch of like, oh, here's this freebie, here's that, blah, blah, blah. I'm, 
I don't do that. And that's just because in this season of my business, and, and I'm very clear to say in this season, I know that I have to keep things simple and that I don't need multiple different things for people to opt into my funnel and to work with me. So I just want you to think about that when you are trying to scale, just understand that it's time for you to streamline and simplify things. You don't need to have a bunch of different offers. You don't need to have a bunch of different opt-ins to get into your funnel. You don't need that at all. You need simplification. I teach a very specific income stacking strategy and uh, income stacking model that, um, and I really love this model. Like this is exactly how I built all my businesses. And I also show you how to like create systems that are going to allow you to automate a lot of the parts of like your marketing and your sales process so that you can get your time back while still serving your ideal number of people. I teach all this and I'll support you with this inside of the Sustainably Scaling Mastermind. I also do it inside one-on-one coaching. So if you're interested in one-on-one coaching and not really like being in a group, that's also a good place for us to like work through those things. But for me, it's just really important to when you're scaling to really make sure that you're prioritizing and focusing on optimizing your offers really looking at what you provide as a service or what you provide in your coaching container as a service provider it's really really important that you optimize your offers and really get specific um a lot of people don't know this but uh part of what i do on a marketing side i have a done for you service that does your engagement for you so basically i do engagement and lead generation well i don't the agency does and so we do lead generation for you now a lot of people they ask like oh well will you manage our social media blah 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 no i do like we do lead generation and engagement this is offer optimization because what i realized is that a lot of times social media you can do it yourself what you really need help with and what you're really looking for is for someone to get you leads for someone to get you people to talk to so that you can make sales and that is why i have the lead generation engagement package it's a done for you service and we create leads for you that is offer optimization because i'm getting you a very tangible and specific result there's nothing wrong with social media management and i believe in social media managers but because i wanted to scale And because I wanted to get rid of the social media marketing agency, it made more sense for me to optimize my offer and focus on a very specific done for you service. So as a service provider, it's really important for you to just look at your offers and fine tune them, fine tune them. What is the, what is the best result that you can get people without having to do all the things, right? A lot of times we just give ourselves too many steps. I don't have to do social media management in order to generate leads for someone. It's not necessary. I can just skip the the actual content creation, doing social media, and I can just focus on getting you what you want, which is the leads. So that's that's just like my little side rant about offer optimization. But I want you to identify when you're thinking about your offers, what's working, what doesn't work, and just remove the fluff and the things that don't add value. And that's whether you're a service provider or a coach, remove the things that don't really add value. And this is going to be a continuous process. You're always going to be, you know, looking at your offers, fine tuning them and all the things. But I really want you to be intentional about just looking at your funnel, looking at your your offers and being just really honest about, is this really working? Is this too much? Is this overwhelming? Am I doing the most, right? Like, I mean, 
that that might be like the easiest way to say it like stop doing the most we do the most so often and then we wonder why we're stressed or burned out stop doing the most that is how you can scale sustainably like if you're doing all the things you're not going to sustainably scale that's just that's just the truth the fourth area that you want to focus on is leadership and i kind of touched on this in another episode i can't remember which one but i did i did mention something about leadership so being a leader is twofold it's being a leader to your team but then also being a leader in your industry or like in your coaching containers I love talking about leadership in both areas because I think a lot of people talk about leadership in just one or the other, right? Being a team leader or, you know, being like a leader in the industry, being a leader, you know, like being the leader of your coaching container or being a leader to your clients. But people don't talk about both. And I want to talk about both because when you're scaling, depending on what type of business you have, you are going to be leading in both capacities. You're going to be leading as a team leader, but then you're also going to be leading as a service service provider or you know um, a program leader so leadership is a super important quality as a ceo and honestly i feel like leadership is just one of those things that i hate to say make or break your business but it really does have a huge impact on your business and so as a ceo you're going to need to be able to effectively communicate with and lead your team from a place of empathy while also being able to delegate and measure the ROI. And it's so easy for things to get twisted and for communication to get, you know, a a little bit muddled. And once that happens, it just creates this weird dynamic and downward spiral that as the leader, you have to fix and you have to put back into order. And so, like I said, a lot of people will talk about leadership in terms of team, But I truly believe that leadership is also like your interaction with your audience on social media. So like as you are building your authority, you're showcasing yourself as a leader online, but also how you are um, positioning yourself with your clients. And so when you're scaling, you're just going to want to make sure you're mindful about how you're influencing all the people around you because you're going to be influencing a lot of people and you of course, want to position yourself as the leader, as the authority, the expert. But this also comes with a lot of maybe criticism that you have to now navigate. And it's not easy to navigate being criticized on a more public platform. But also you have to think about things like setting boundaries, having your own thoughts, your own truths, your own frameworks, having integrity, being honest, transparent, all these things you have to think about when it comes to being an industry leader or being a leader to your clients, right? Being seen as an expert to your clients. And when I say industry leader, I want you to understand that I'm not talking about having thousands of clients or sorry, thousands of followers or clients, right? You don't have to have that many to be a leader to, you know, be an expert. But the truth is that being an industry leader, being a leader period means that people trust your authority. And this is so serious. This is such a heavy burden, but it's also an honor. And it's why focusing on your mindset, which is what we talked about earlier, is important because as a leader, it is really heavy to think that you have to do what you have to do because someone is relying on you for a paycheck, right? Someone's relying on you for their income. People are relying on you to lead them in the right direction. And 
while I I always am clear to say a coach's job is not to you know like they can't guarantee you a specific result our job is to lead you along the right path right our job is to open you up and ask you the right questions to steer you in the right direction and as a leader it's not fair for us to just show up unprepared and this is why leadership and practicing leadership and learning leadership is so important when you are scaling your business because the weight is a lot heavier as a leader as a ceo it just is people are looking to you to know your stuff and people are looking to you in hopes that you have the integrity to actually lead them in the right direction so that's leadership the fifth area that i want to talk about is money momentum and i i made this name up i'm gonna be honest i don't really know what this name should be but i am going to explain what i'm saying here so what i'm talking about is understanding the energy of money on a fundamental level and how it moves through your business so you need to focus on understanding how creating a plan to predict your revenue and profitability may look like raising your prices or adjusting your pricing for profit but also money and how money moves through your business and the energy of money it's going to look like navigating your own money mindset and the ebbs and flows of income when you're growing and scaling so if you have not experienced this yet or if you don't know business your income your revenue it sometimes is going to look like a yo-yo a lot of people hate this a lot of people are like oh i don't want yo-yo income i want you know every single month to make this amount of money and while yes we do want to have some baseline of consistency i also want you to understand that there will be seasons in your business where maybe you are not making as much as you're used to right maybe you're just making your baseline amount of money and it's important that you understand the momentum of money right if you continue to do the things that you need to do month over month over month money will grow your your the amount of money that you make will increase especially when you're scaling especially when you're scaling you're going to see a period where you're not making anything and then boom out of nowhere well not out of nowhere but a lot of times out of nowhere you just make this huge amount of money and you're on this upwards upward spiral which is a great thing of making more and more money of of receiving large sums of money at an accelerated rate that's what scaling is and the thing is is that this can be overwhelming especially the first time you experience it like the first time you experience a month where you you know fill up your client roster like that's going to be so overwhelming to you because you're going to be like wow i just made all this money like in a short amount of time or maybe you launch a program and boom you have a 30k launch and it's like a slap in the face in a good way right but like you're literally slapped in the face with money and it's like what the heck like how do i regulate myself from here how do i how do i understand this and this is why focusing on money momentum is so important because you want to focus on how to make more of it without having to do more but you're also trying to figure out your feelings around making significant amounts of money and how that plays a role in how you show up in your personal relationships and your business relationships, right? There's so much that happens in your money momentum. I really, I mean, I guess a better way to talk about this is like your money mindset. And your money mindset, it's a little different from your CEO beliefs because money is such a taboo topic. People don't want to talk about money. I mean, even I talk about why I don't share my own numbers. And I literally talked about this, I think in the last episode, like about how I don't share my, my numbers. And it's because like 
money a lot of times is a taboo topic I, I allude to how much money I make I have I have you know mentioned like hitting certain milestones and things but again a lot of people don't talk about money but in the mastermind we do talk about money because and in a lot of my my private settings we talk about money and it's because money is the thing that really trips us up because if you're not making enough you feel some type of way but when you make a lot you also feel like what the heck is happening and it it just it's it's a mind trip it's literally a mind trip and so money momentum it, it, it kind of is part of the CEO mindset, but it's also its own thing because when you see how money really moves, you'll be mind blown at what is possible and you'll be mind blown at what you experience with money. But it's also important that you're able to regulate yourself and get to know, okay, when I see this amount of money, like I'm okay. And this is how I should best, you know, steward my money. Like this is how I should best, you know, save my money or whatever so that I can have something put to us put put to the side in case next month or in two months or three months I have that low period which is normal and we need to talk about that we need to talk about and normalize the fact that sometimes we have low months and sometimes we have high months a lot of times we look at this and we're like oh I want consistent income or this is inconsistent and while yes in in I guess theory it is inconsistent it's like well, if you get this huge launch and you make $30,000 and in the next couple of months, you only make $3,000, it's because you made the bulk of the money with the 30K, you know, like you've probably tapped out your audience, you've tapped out your leads, whatever, but you still made $30,000 just a couple of months ago. And a lot of times we miss that when we're so focused on, I have to scale, I have to have, you know, consistent income or whatever. So money momentum is like another area that we have to focus on when we're sustainably scaling and the last area that I want to mention is marketing and sales mastery now you guys know that marketing and sales is my jam like that is my that's my thing I can sell high ticket I market high ticket I sell mid ticket high ticket all the things right if you are scaling you are probably someone that knows how to sell your offers or you've at least had consistent enough you know, inquiries and you've, you've sold enough to feel comfortable. However, when you're scaling, your business is probably blowing up without you having to, right? You're, you're probably blowing up and not having to do a lot. Or if you are not blowing up, maybe you've just cracked the code, right? You have your system. Maybe you learned it from the, (laughs) the becoming CEO method. Maybe, I don't know. But if that is what you are experiencing, then when you're scaling, you want to focus on your marketing and your sales and mastering it because this is going to be the lifeblood of your business, right? You've already been doing it consistently, but you want to become the master on it. And what I mean by this is you want to focus on improvement. So remember earlier I talked about um, optimization of your offers and your funnel. Well, you want to do the same thing with your sales and marketing strategy. The thing is, is that even though like I like my thing, my, my jam is marketing and sales, I am still mastering the art of marketing and sales. There's still so much more that I can fine tune, perfect and get better at. And so some things that I want you to think about is, yes, you may be really good at selling your offers and marketing your offers, but you could be better. That's the truth. You could be better. And so some things that you might want to focus on are 
booking premium clients at full price, right? I love a good payment plan. I love a good discount. But honestly, when I'm scaling and when you're scaling as a service provider or a coach, it's time to drop, you know, the the payment plans. Well, not drop the payment plans, but it's time for you to, if you're doing discounts, drop those to encourage your clients to pay in full or pay in larger installments. So for like the mastermind is a great example. I used to do a monthly payment plan for the mastermind, but now the mastermind, it's, um, the, the payment plan that I have is you can do three, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's basically a payment every other month. So instead of it being monthly, it's every other month because I want to get my audience used to the idea that, Hey boo, we pay in full over here. And it's not a bad thing to want your clients to pay in full. A lot of people like really, you know, they, they, they kind of try to be shady about the idea that like, there's no payment plan option, but it's like, it's okay to get people to pay in full. And for me, I always incentivize paying in full. So there's nothing wrong with payment plans, but what I feel for me personally with the payment plan, and the reason why I usually pay in full is because I don't want to have to think month to month that I owe somebody. I wanna pay you and have it done and over with. And that's the same energy that I want my own clients to have. I want them to come to my offer, come to the calls and be ready to show up and just get the help they need, not thinking about, oh man, like this has to work because I owe okay money. No, 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 Mm-mm-mm. Now, again, if you do the payment plan, that's totally fine. It's the option, but an area that you can improve on when you are mastering your marketing and sales, it's booking and signing premium clients that pay full price or having people that pay just the larger installment. So instead of monthly, maybe you do like how I'm doing every other month, right? Just increasing how much people are paying at one time. This also though on the back end helps you take care of your team, your expenses, and help you maintain your cash flow. Something else that you can focus on improving is selling out your programs and your offers and your launches. So a lot of times we set these goals that we don't hit. And even though we're good at marketing and sales, you're still not hitting your goals that you're, you're setting for yourself, right? You're not hitting the marketing and the, not the marketing, but you're not hitting the overall business goal, but you're still making good money. And that's great, right? But when you're talking about improving and becoming a master at marketing and sales, you want to talk about, and you want to get to the point where you're selling out your programs, you're selling out your offers and your launches. So the next area that you can, or the next thing you can focus on with marketing and sales mastery is creating a sustainable ecosystem. And what I mean by this is just a sustainable customer journey where you train your leads to buy. So sometimes we have this customer journey and we've talked about customer journey at length. And sometimes your customer journey, it's more about nurturing people and less about people actually buying. And so we want to create a ecosystem where People are naturally funneling through our customer journey on their own and they are ready to buy pretty much at any stage of your customer journey. And that's a marketing thing, right? That's getting really good at marketing, but also getting really good at selling in every stage of the journey. Something else that you can improve is how you um, effectively sell your offers in a more evergreen way. So maybe right now you're a whiz at sales calls. You're like, like me, I'm the bomb at sales calls. But in order for me to scale, in order for me to really master sales, I need to, I need to 
dig into or delve into the realm of evergreen selling. How can I sell without me having to physically get on a call, without me having to physically be there? That's a way that you master your sales and marketing. And then lastly, the other thing that I want to kind of mention is improve your messaging. This is something that you can always be improving. I literally probably tweak and improve my messaging every single week. Clarifying your messaging and having confidence in your position as an industry leader is so, so key and an important area to focus on when it comes to marketing and sales mastering. So those were just a, a few things that I think you should master when it comes to marketing and sales. Um, there's so many other things that you can focus on mastering, but those are just like kind of the ones that I had at the top of my head that I kind of wrote down some notes for. But anyway, these are the six areas to focus on to sustainably scale. If this, you know, resonated with you in any way, I would love for you to consider applying to the sustainably scaling mastermind. I'd love to serve you in this space to work through any of these areas. We're going to work through all of them. But if there's one area in particular that you're like, oh, yeah, I really want to focus here. I would love to talk about that and see how I could help you in that area. So if this sounds like you, I would love for you to apply. And until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.